Hey, hey, everybody, episode number 85. So, uh, <laughs> this is kind of an interesting episode. So, this is going to be uh, kind of an interlude uh, episode here. And that <laughs> I, I, I left you off in 84. I, I kind of gave my, my rundown about how medical situations are time sensitive. And I really stress on being able to catch your medical problems in a timely fashion, especially something like what I went through here with Guillain-Barre syndrome. So with the Guillain-Barre syndrome, it truly is a time sensitive situation. I mean, the faster you can get a diagnosis, the, uh, the faster you can start making the advances towards getting it stopped. And that that's a huge game changer. I mean, like I've said multiple times throughout this show from the very beginning is if you can catch this stuff before it gets into your respiratory system, that's a huge game changer. Because once you're on a ventilator, things, uh, things aren't things aren't good <laughs> so that ventilator is very hard on you it takes a lot out of you and uh if we can avoid that then that's the best thing so it is time sensitive and uh over the last since the last episode i've had some stuff going on here where i have a time sensitive situation myself and uh i had went in i went into um the uh the ortho, uh, the ortho the other day, my doctor that's going to be doing all the surgery on my on my feet and ankles, which I wanted to be kind of a big uh, turning point in the story, and I wanted to have everybody caught up to that point uh, in the end of May, and uh, that was that was the initial plan. But I went over there last Monday and uh or tuesday i went over there last tuesday i went over there and she was going to drain the fluid off of the dislocated joint that i have in my right foot i have this dislocated joint in there and there's some serious problems with that joint but there is absolutely no resetting it there's nothing they can do for that dislocation without doing the surgery and that means lengthening that achilles tendon and uh, doing some some stabilizing and stuff in there in the ankle and whatnot, and uh, and then they can address that dislocation. And the way that we were going to address that dislocation was actually take off the end of that bone and just remove it, get it completely out of the picture. And uh, that was the plan. So we go over there because what I've got going on is I build up this pocket of fluid which is blood essentially and it's a hematoma pocket it's like a an internal blood blister like my doctor describes it you know and that builds up and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and i end up with this lump in the bottom of my foot and i've been walking around on this thing and in the bottom of my afo these famous afos that i keep talking about we actually cut a void, so we cut a little hole in the bottom of that, that that lump just kind of sits in. That way I'm not putting pressure directly on it. So, but it was starting to get oversized and uh, 
very annoying, very painful. So I went over there because uh, she was wanting to look at it. She was wanting to get it drained off and uh, take some of the pressure out of it and uh, try to buy me some more time here. That way I'm still good for the end of May. We did that. That was painful. And I'll just tell you all about this this uh, this little procedure we did right there in her room. <laughs> we go in there and I thought she was just going to look at it. That was I thought that was the initial plan was she was going to look at it and make a determination on what she actually wanted to do with it. But I didn't expect her to act on it right there. But she's awesome and <clears throat> we live in the West, man. Like we're uh we're 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 plains people up here and we do things uh I mean back in the old days and I'm sure they still do it. If that finger is infected, we're cutting it off. <laughs> like that's just how it is. So, but no, the whole Western half of the U.S. is that way. I, uh, I, I think we're just tough people. <laughs> no, no, the Eastern half is tough too. If you're an American, you're tough, you know. And 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 honestly, like it's it's not <laughs> it's not a strength defined to where you're actually from. To be honest, it's it's a it's a willpower thing, and it's a it's a it's a self pride and 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 brains like we got smarts in this picture and uh you know it, it's strength it's strength it's all inner strength and and uh, you'll get that anywhere um she's some of the strongest people i've met her from other countries and they and it's because we've experienced things that make us tough you know we've been through stuff or we grew up learning strength you know, I mean, gosh dang, one of the smartest guys I know, he can't even read. And it, but, or one of the strongest guys. And uh, he can't even read. So it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, man, there's a, there's a lot there, you know. And uh, But the guy has, he, he can't read, he can't do math or anything, but tell you what he can pick up the front of my honda accord <laughs> so he's a tough guy but no mentally he is strong mentally he is tough okay and there's two sides of that that's that's what everybody needs to understand is you got brains when it comes to smarts and book smarts and and all that and then you've got brains with that is mental strength and mental strength is a lot of what this story is about like i've said this uh, over and over throughout this whole show if you are not in it 100% mentally if you are 1% out of it 1% of negativity versus that 99% of positive uh, self motivation that 1% of negativity will completely defeat you it will defeat you. If it doesn't defeat you, it will at least drag out the process and make whatever it is you're going through miserable. That 1%. So, but if you're in it 100% mentally, and and that's a that's a big thing. That's a big lesson. And it's a lesson that I've, I've had to learn multiple times. And I'm learning it again right now. Because we go over there and she gets me in this, uh, in the office room at my surgeon's office and we're in there and she tells me to pull off my shoe and sock and i've got my foot hanging out there and she looks at it and she's like 
I'll be right back. She leaves the room for a minute. She comes back in. She's got a couple scalpels and a handful of uh, syringes with needles and, and I'm just and a box of gauze. And I'm like, oh, what are we doing? And she's just like, I'm going to get that out of there. I'm like, oh, crap. You know, I wasn't prepared for this. All right, let's do it. You know, so I, I kick back and I get my foot up there and she's uh, she's got my foot in her lap and we were talking about the dislocation and we were talking about um the angle and stuff because i i was telling her the last time this got drained out was actually by accident uh back in may when they discovered this dislocation when i went into the er um when i got in there it uh they, they were trying to reset it. The doctor was in there trying to reset it. And uh, it wasn't working. It, uh, she, she was having all kinds of trouble. I mean, she had a hold of my foot and my little toe out there. And was literally dragging me off the bed. That joint was not moving. But my doctor the other day, she explained to me, you know, it's not going to. With the angle of that and the amount of stress you've put on it, that bone has settled into that position. That bone's not going anywhere. And uh, so she made that very, very clear. But where we ended up draining it off was that, that doctor in May, she was trying to numb the joint to get the tissue around it to relax. And when she stuck the needle in there to numb it up, it popped that hematoma and it bled out all over the table. And I remember the look on my, at that time, 13-year-old's face because he was sitting in there. He went in there with me. And he's looking at me and he turned white as a ghost. <laughs> it was, it was uh, one of his more uh, proud moments to be with his old man. <laughs> so, but uh, <clears throat> I remember she, she had that thing bleeding out and stuff. And I mean, it was painful. By this time it was hurting so bad that I swung my arm up above my head and actually knocked the dry, knocked knuckle marks into their drywall. It was it was i didn't mean to it's just that's how it is it's it's a reflex but <clears throat> but no so that was the last time i was drained off and i told my doctor <clears throat> that, that 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 really helped you know so in a way i was looking forward to this uh getting some relief out of it so she sticks a needle in there to try to numb it up she was going to do the same thing stick that needle in there and pump some uh some anesthesia stuff in there whatever that is or uh antiseptic but uh they uh she she gets in there and she's putting this numbing solution in there and it's not working and she's like well you must have a lot of pus and stuff other stuff floating around in there and when you have that going on or you have infection building up in there sometimes the numbing stuff just doesn't work and uh so they uh what ended up happening was she got in there she she sliced this thing open just a little bit so i got a callus kind of built up over that because it's it's kind of the high spot in my foot you know so i there's a lot of rubbing on it and stuff in the bottom of that thing even with that hole in there in the bottom of the afo i get a lot of rubbing so i've developed a callus in there and uh, 
So she had to cut the top, the surface off of that callus with this scalpel. And then she got the scalpel in there and she starts spinning it around to drill a hole into this to get it to drain off. And I was like, holy smokes, that's going to be a big hole for, uh, for that spot. And she's like, well, the problem is she's like, I think there's a lot of this that's solidified in there. And it's probably going to take a little pressure and you walking around on it and stuff to get that to push out and it's going to feel gross and yucky and and I'm just like whatever it takes as long as it gets me a little relief let's get this done you know so that's what we're doing and we're we drill this hole in it and we get a little bit to drain out but not not very much surprisingly it didn't go gushing out like it did back in May this time it just it bled a little bit and that was about it so she sends me home on it I get home and I, I, I walked on a little bit, but it hurt like hell. So it was like, I didn't do a whole lot. There was a whole lot there that I just, I wasn't doing. So I take off and I even, I had intentions of going into Walmart to grab a couple things that I needed for the house and, and stuff for my kids that we've been kind of putting off. And as waiting until i went to wrap to go and do it i should have went over early and uh took care of my business in there and then and then uh went and did this but we had some scheduling mix-ups and stuff too so it just wasn't that easy but as i like, asked oh, great you know we're just gonna look at it today is what my thought was but uh we did it and i went down to walmart after doing this and i'm driving and this is in my right foot so everything i do driving my car i'm doing with my right foot there ain't enough room to get my left foot anywhere in there in that honda but uh so i go down to walmart and i sat in front of walmart for like 20 minutes just contemplating whether or not i even wanted to stand up and go in there and i and i voted against it i voted against it i was like you know what <laughs> i'll figure something out we'll improvise a way to get through what i need to needed to get at walmart we'll figure something out so i go home i left and i went home i get home and i i got home and i walked in the house and school was still going for another couple hours so i went home and sat at the house for a while and i took my fo and my boot off and that thing was throbbing all the way up into my hip it hurt so bad like this time was way different than it was back in may it was treating me way different. So I, I, I sat there and I just, I kind of drifted off and tried to doze off for a little bit because I do my best with my pain if I'm sleeping. <laughs> so <coughs> if I can get to sleep. So I drifted off and stuff and I was like, okay, you know, well, and I was hoping that thing was going to start draining out and some of the pain was going to start going away because the next day on Wednesday, I had to take my son up to Sheridan, which is like two and a half hours away. I had to take him up there to get his wisdom teeth taken out. And I'm like, holy smokes. So, and a lot was going on that day. And I was, I, I knew that I needed to, uh, I needed to get up there and take care of that because that was kind of one of the things on my priority list was to get my kid taken care of. And uh, that's just the kind of dad I am. I've sacrificed myself 
many of times for my kids. But, uh, so I get up the next morning and it's still a little sore. I get the, uh, I get the two kids that were going to school. I get them off to school and they take off. And then me and me and Dominic, my other boy, he, he gets ready and I get ready to go to Sheridan. And this whole time my foot feels like it's like getting hot in the boot and I'm just like man that's just weird like my right foot feels like it's sweating my left foot's cold inside this plastic AFO we go up we take off to Sheridan now there's a lot of things that happen going off to, up to Sheridan they in the middle of it I get about an hour and a ah, an hour and a half away from the house and I get this alert on my phone that my kids school is under an emergency lockdown I'm like, well, what the heck is going on? So I, I get pulled over and stuff, and I'm kind of going through my phone to see if I can get an answer as to what is happening at the school. And I'm getting this, this, uh, these, these different messages from the school and different text messages and different automated phone calls and stuff saying we got the school under lockdown, and they're telling the way I'm, ex- I'm getting it explained to me is that. There's absolutely nothing to worry about, and there's everybody's safe. There's just a system or a system lockdown and stuff. But and then it ends with the police department, sheriff's office is on site, and they would update us when they had more information and stuff. Well, once they tell me that law enforcement is at the school during an emergency lockdown, I'm nervous. I'm sweating it. I'm like, all right. So I tell my boy, we had a hotspot going on in the car off of my phone. And he's got my laptop in there. And I'm like, okay, dude, you need to email your brother, see what the heck is going on. And let him know that at a time like this, it is perfectly okay to blow up my phone. I want to hear from you every 30 seconds. And that's just how I feel about it. Because I have no idea what's going on. Well, then somebody from another state sends me... A message saying hey we just heard that there's somebody in the school with a gun well now I'm in real panic mode I'm like okay uh, nobody expects this stuff in small towns like everybody's like oh stay away from them big cities and stuff I got a news flash for a lot of people like a lot of the stuff that happens at these schools happens small towns okay do a little research on it and stuff and the thing is is i'm in wyoming and a lot of people are like ah this stuff doesn't happen in wyoming well cokeville wyoming was one of the uh is is a famous story look up the cokeville uh school hostage situation on the internet cokeville wyoming check it out and you'll understand that this stuff happens in small towns so i'm nervous i'm extremely nervous and I'm being informed by multiple resources. And I have like a lot of the kids in the school that I'm good friends with their parents and stuff. And they've, they've kept their parents kind of up to date. So I'm talking to other parents and they're texting from their cell phones and stuff. Let me know. And everybody's like, we're hiding in a classroom and stuff. And I'm just, I'm sitting there and this whole time I'm driving my other kid to Sheridan. 
and like the whole time I'm like man I feel like I need to be in Newcastle but at the same time like you gotta do this surgery like so I, I was torn the whole way up there and I, I get up there and I'm just I'm like shaking because I'm like freaking out about what's going on and at the school and stuff and there was in fact a kid with uh, what I've I've come to the conclusion through the different sources and stuff that there was a kid that was a little upset with some emotional issues and and uh, ended up with a uh, a firearm in the school and um, not with not with positive intentions obviously so but they they did a good job it sounds like getting everything shut down and taken care of but it was an intense part of my day it was a very intense part of my day and and I was a little worried about it and it was something that kind of I think made a lot of people think a little deeper into the things that can happen in these small communities so so what we ended up doing they they finally got that situation taken care of got rid of some of the some of the stress but throughout that stress I wasn't really thinking about this foot I was more worried about my kids so I get Dominic into oral surgery up there and uh, I'm sitting in the waiting room waiting for him and I'm resting my foot in different positions I'm like, man, that thing is just throbbing. And it honestly felt like it was going to swell its way right out of my boot in AFO. So we get him out of surgery. Everything went really well with the surgery. And like all oral surgeries, when they uh, put them out um, with anesthesia, they come out and they're a little weird. <laughs> so so I, I seen some weirdness out of Dominic. But he did really well, did really well, went great. So we work our way home. We get home and that night I take, I get home and I finally get sat down and I get everybody gathered up and stuff and back to the house and I get home. I take my AFO and my boot off and I didn't take it off that whole time because I was honestly worried I wasn't gonna be able to get it back on. And if I'm not getting it back on, I'm not walking. I'm not even standing up. I can't stand up without these things. So I, I was worried about it and I wanted to make sure I got home. So I get home. I take the boot off. I take the AFO off. I pull my sock off and my foot is so swelled up that the skin is like smooth, tight. Like it's, it's, and it's sore. It is very sore. And the thing had changed color from that morning. And I was like, okay, this is not good. This ain't good. So I got some peroxide on it and stuff. And I got the wound cleaned out really well. And and uh, I took uh, um, some ibuprofen and stuff. And, and I wasn't sure what to do there. I'd sent my doctor a text message about it and stuff. And I, I was like, okay, I've got it cleaned out. I was thinking maybe it's just irritated i did find a little edge in my afo because it it wasn't like a like green turning or anything and it wasn't turning like black or anything it was actually turning white and uh like like nice like raw colored untanned skin like it that's what it was looking like so i was like wasn't super concerned i was thinking it was just some swelling from what we did to it the day before so the next day i get up and it's just as bad it's just as painful it's driving me crazy and i'm like okay maybe i need to go to the doctor 
have her look at it just to double check. <clears throat> like I said in the last episode, you don't want to mess around with it. And uh, and I and I I used my best judgment uh, for the night before, and the next day, as soon as I got up, I, I wasn't wasting time. I was like, okay, that didn't change at all. After taking the weight and stuff off of it overnight, um, and taking the pressure off of it it didn't change by the next morning it didn't get any better so i was like okay it's time to go to the doctor so i get my stuff ready and i head to the doctor and uh, they get me in right away i get in there and we uh we get set up take my boot and stuff off she looks at it she's like okay i'm just gonna call your surgeon and uh and we went through, I sent some pictures over to the surgeon and we, we were like, okay, that, that thing is infected. It's got an infection in it and it's time to get on some serious antibiotics. And we're going to uh, um, address this infection and there's no time to mess around. So at this point in time, I'm thinking, okay, my surgeon is going to want to cut this foot off. <laughs> like, that was my thought was... She's going to take that foot away. She's going to get it, get rid of it. My mind went to the worst place. And I preach about it all the time. Not to let your mind do that. Mine did. <laughs> so I'm telling you. Even the strongest people out there that have been through some of the craziest things. Will still have. You'll still have a negative uh, perspective on some things. So I was a little worried about it. I was a little worried about it. But. At the same time, my negative perspective went to the uh, went to a good perspective. I, I like was like, man, she's gonna take that foot off. I bet that sucks. And at the same time, I'm on Google looking up prosthetic feet that are cool and awesome looking and meant for jumping and stuff. So I mean, I went to a positive place at the same time, just so everybody knows. <coughs> but anyways, surgeon gets a hold of me. She's like, she's like, I want you to keep doing these antibiotics, and uh, she's like, I want, I want to make sure that that foot, we do everything we can to save that foot. She's like, I, I feel like that infection is all in the tissue, and it's not into the bone yet. But she's like, I want you to come in. I'm scheduling you for surgery. I want you to come in. We're gonna, we're gonna get into that foot and see exactly what the deal is. So I'm like, all right, you know, like it's a matter of getting in there and, and making it happen. And, uh, that's, uh, that's what we did. We're, we're, uh, I'm going in there today to get surgery done. I talked to my surgeon over the weekend and sent her some more pictures and some updates and stuff. Some of the infection has seemed to diminish, uh, with the antibiotics and stuff, but that foot just does not feel right still. And, um, I am, yeah, I'm going in. She, she, uh, called me the other day and she was like, you know, Bings, you're going to be in here and we're going to open that foot up. What would you say about, let's just get the right foot. The surgery you're supposed to have in May, let's do the right foot now. And I'm like, but man, my podcast story is going to be completely thrown off. <laughs> I did not say that. I was like, you know what, doctor? 
whatever you feel like we need to do, let's do it. Like, let's do it. This is this has been a problem for a long time, and it's time to get it addressed. And and I'm I'm psyched out about it because uh, what we're gonna do is she's gonna get in there, she's gonna clean out that infection and stuff around that joint, and then she's gonna make a decision based on the condition of the bone if she's gonna go ahead and take that part of the bone out. Or what she's gonna do with that bone exactly that's kind of a up in the air thing but one thing that we do know is going to happen is we are going to lengthen the achilles tendon today as well that way that right foot is mostly done so basically i'm going to be three months ahead of the game here and uh that's all right that's all right as nervous as i am it's okay you know um I know after everything that I've been through, I know after everything that I've been through, I, <clears throat> I, I can do this again. And, uh, and one way or another, I've adapted to a lot of things. I've learned how to play the guitar again with crippled fingers. I've learned how to walk with paralyzed and contractured legs. And, uh, you know, this might be the best move I make in this whole situation. And even if it ends up being something that doesn't work right, I have adapted already and I'll do it again. But I am nervous, <laughs> but but I am 100% positive that this is going to this is the next step of this whole this whole journey. So it's going to be a good thing going to get through it i will uh be back i'm not gonna have anything but time on my hands for a while so i'll be back and i'll get you updated on how this surgery goes in the next episode say a little pray prayer for me god bless you guys i appreciate you listening we'll see you back here in 86 thank you and have a great day